Hello and welcome to Vipers Voices after a third victory in succession for the Desert Vipers in the DP World ILT20, maintaining their 100% record in the tournament. This victory, the second in a row against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders, came at the Sheikh Zayed Cricket Stadium in Abu Dhabi and it was by a convincing margin of 111 runs. Coming up, we've got reaction from Alex Hales after he scored the first individual 100 of the tournament. Plus, we hear from Captain Colin Munro, who weighed in with a 50 of his own and batting coach Neil McKenzie. Plenty to reflect upon then, so let's get on with it. It was the most complete performance so far from the Desert Vipers as batting first for the first time in the DP World ILT20 after Colin Munro lost the toss, they blazed their way to 219 for four. Alex Hales was the star turn, following on from his half centuries in the first two matches with 110 from 59 balls before he was run out from the final delivery of the innings. It was smart batting and also exceptional hitting as he struck seven fours and six sixes and took full advantage of a let-off when he'd scored 37, top-edging a sweep which fell away from both the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders keeper and fielders. Alex's second 50 of his 100 came from just 22 balls and he added 164 with Colin Munro from only 97 deliveries, an ILT20 partnership record. Colin's contribution was 56 from 41 balls and he, like Alex, batted cleverly, taking advantage of the large playing area to work the ball into gaps for twos and keep the scoreboard ticking over. After Colin was dismissed, there was uh, then a couple of terrific cameos at the back end of the innings, first from Shervain Rutherford with 23 from just seven balls and then Tom Curran who scored an unbeaten 16 from eight deliveries. 63 runs came in the final five overs to add some sweet icing to a delicious batting cake. It meant the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders needed to score 11 runs per over right from the start of their innings, but they never got going thanks to an incisive opening spell from Sheldon Cottrell, who bowled his four overs straight through and took three for 14, once again swinging the ball effectively and late. There were two wickets apiece for Wanindu Hasaranga and Benny Howell, plus a wicket each for Gus Atkinson and Shiraz Ahmed. And the only threat from the Knight Riders came from Andre Russell, who hammered 57 from just 29 balls. But by the time he was dismissed, the game was well and truly up for the home side, and a big win for the Desert Vipers was wrapped up soon afterwards, as only three batters reached double figures. So it's three from three now for the Vipers. Now let's get some reaction. First up, it's captain Colin Munro, who made a welcome return to form after a couple of low scores at the start of the tournament. Colin started off by reflecting on the day as a whole. Besides winning the toss, it was a complete performance. I thought, you know, going into bat first, something that we haven't done this tournament, and the way even Rohan went and set the tone by hitting the first ball for four and put the ball in our favour straight away, and, you know, myself and Howes put on a good partnership, and I thought Alex played beautifully. You know, I was struggling out there at the start of my innings, and to bat with him and put on a good partnership and to see him go on to three figures was, was pleasing for us as a team and for him as well. So, yeah, comprehensive win. 
You added 164 in 97 balls with Alex Hales. It must be lovely to bat with him. Yeah, especially when I'm struggling and he's in the balls for four and six, it's, it's, it takes the pressure off me. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to be in the runs towards the end and, and get a couple out the middle. But, yeah, I think, you know, we're batting beautifully as a team and it's nice that, you know, it wasn't just Alex and, and Bilbo again, uh, Sam doing doing the job. It was nice to, to contribute as well, having missed out in the first couple of games. Talk to us about Alex, because after two half centuries in the first two games, he's taken it to another level, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And I think, you know, he's taken ownership of, of being in form. I think uh, quite easy sometimes just to go about your business and, you know, yeah, I've scored a couple of runs and, you know, take the easy options. But, you know, Alex is an ultimate professional, you know, Obviously, some, some people see him as a bit of a jokester, but I know he takes his cricket real serious and really enjoys it. So, yeah, very pleased with him for the, the form that he's in. And, you know, hopefully it can continue for us for many more games. What was the approach in your partnership? Uh, it was good communication, I think, between myself and Hales. I think um, Kumara bowled well with the new ball, got it to nip around a little bit, bowled at good pace. And then their spinners, Akil Hussain, just got it to hold a little bit. It wasn't spinning, but just hold. So it was hard to even Alex try to play a couple of... Uh, slog sweeps and it was hard for him to get the timing of the ball and so just trying to communicate and say that those him and Narayan were going to be their, their key matchups uh, to try and get us out in, in the middle over so we be smart and brave against them and try and attack their, their local bowlers and then later on um, the guys at the end. Now the boundaries are big in Abu Dhabi but there were still some incredibly big hits. Yeah well, well you know Alex has been hitting the ball beautifully all tournament so you know, he just went about his business as usual and, you know, it took me a little while to get going. But, you know, once I got in, I got a couple out the middle, which was nice. And what about Sherfane Rutherford's cameo at the end? 23 in seven balls. Yeah, um, we're sort of up in the air on who to go in next, but, you know, the left and right combination worked well. So, Roger's a beautiful timer of the ball and you, sh- you saw that shot over cover, probably the shot of the tournament. I thought, you know, that was an outstanding shot and goes to, to show how good he is when he's free and just playing playing what's in front of him. After getting 219, what did you have to say to make sure everyone was still switched on? I asked them to just make sure that we don't take this for granted. You know, it's, everything has to go well for the batting team to chase 220. Um, so I just asked the boys to be up for, for especially in that first, first six overs in the power play, make sure that we're winging the ball into to Bilbo, showing some great energy in the field and try and bowl them out for 160, 170. Because if you, if you do that, then hopefully we can, we can you know, do our little bits and pieces on the field really well. And I thought the way Cottrell started with the ball, got early wickets for us, swung the ball from good length to not going too full, was outstanding. So, yeah, pretty much a complete performance there. And, yeah, really good to obviously see the back end of Russell too because it's never over until he's he's out of the game. It's nice to see a run out too with Hasserang getting the direct run out. And, yeah, I thought, you know, it's easy to, to do when, you, when we got 220 and we're getting wickets. Um, the challenge for us now is to, to keep that intensity at that, high, that, that level throughout even when there's partnerships or when we're up against it a little bit. You gave the ball to Shiraz Ahmed and he was up against Andre Russell. There was some incredible hitting, but he got Andre out in the end. That was a valuable learning curve for Shiraz, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I've seen Shiraz do it many times in T10 um, and he keeps things quite simple. You know, Yorker, bouncer, slow ball bouncer sort of thing, so... He knows his plans. Yeah, he got a couple wrong, but he's he's bowling to one of the best batters in the world um, in this format of the game. So, yeah, he went he went the journey a little bit, but at the end of the day, he got the wicket that we all wanted. So, yeah, pleased for him to to get a wicket. 
Talk to us about the importance of that win. The Desert Vipers are now three from three, and the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders are, are, are 0 from four. So plenty of daylight over the Knight Riders after the two victories against them back to back. Two very important results. I think this this team that we played against tonight, the Knight Riders, are yeah, they haven't clicked yet, but if they do click, um, they've got some very dangerous players. So I can see them topping a couple of teams over. Um, especially if they can come together and, and you know work out the differences that they have at the moment in terms of which combination they want to go with. But yeah, I do see them you know winning a couple of games throughout this tournament and hopefully it can be a couple of those teams at the top of the uh, top of the table. Next up then, the Gulf Giants on Sunday. It's a day game, the only day game you play in the group stages. You beat them in a warm-up fixture. Does that count for anything? Uh, the warm-up, I don't think, counts for much. They, they didn't have their, their full-strength batters. I think they were looking at a few combinations. So for us, it's it's about going back, have a nice day off tomorrow, and then come back on and have some planning tomorrow night, and hopefully, you know, come against a, a team that's flying as well. They've they played some good cricket. They also three from three. Um, their captain James Fence is in, in great form, so it'll be a battle off between the, the two Englishmen, him and Hales. But um, you know, they got some good bowlers as well. So yeah, it's going to be a great game, and hopefully, one that we can just put them at the end. Happy days then. All rosy in the garden, do you think? Yeah, at the moment it is. So yeah, long may. Continue. Colin Munro, the captain of what is currently a very buoyant Desert Vipers lineup. Up next, it's 100 maker Alex Hales, and he started off by saying that despite three good wins to start the DP World ILT20, it's important to make sure the side maintains its hunger. Um, I think not get complacent. I think um, we've played some excellent cricket so far, and I feel like we've got a pretty well-oiled side. We've got all bases covered, some quality spinners, bowlers, and, you know, a batting line that's very powerful. So really excited for what we can achieve, but, you know, it's just the start of the tournament. It's all about, you know, how you play at the back end of these tournaments when, when the pressure's on in the, in the knockout games. So um, we've got to make sure we keep improving and, and keep understanding what it's going to take to win this tournament. You've played a bit in the past here in Abu Dhabi. Did that local knowledge help you, do you think? Yeah, I've, I've played I've played a bit of cricket here. So, yeah, it's, it's nice knowing... Um, it's nice knowing a ground and knowing that I've had success here in the past. So it definitely helps with your mindset before a game. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was an interesting pitch. There was you know once once you got used to it, it was pretty nice. But there was certainly a little bit there. Um, just had to be smart with who who we looked to attack and who we looked to defend. So yeah, happy with with how it worked tonight. Congratulations, by the way, on the first century in the ILT Twenty. Tell us about your approach. Thanks. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling to be the first centurion of a, of a new and exciting competition. So thank you. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just had to be smart with the matchups. Uh, you know, Sunil Narayan's one of the best bowlers in the world. So just wanted to look to to rotate him for you know rotate him for ones and twos, and and then just be positive with with guys you know who are probably more slightly part timers and and look to be aggressive there and score runs. When it came to my area, it was um, there was a few hacks and a few plinks around and a and a drop catch. So there was a little bit of luck along the way, but. Um, you know, when you're in form, those little things go your way. So just going to keep enjoying riding the wave. Alex, what about the UAE players in this tournament? How are they benefiting? It's brilliant. I think it's such a good experience for, for guys like that to, to rub shoulders, train and play with, get to pick the brains of some of the best players in the world. So it's a huge chance for the for the local UAE players. And, you know, we've got some exciting ones in our side. So, yeah, hopefully they get to pick the brains and and, and learn some things from some of the best in the world. Today, it was a case of setting rather than chasing a target. How did the mindset and approach differ from what you'd done previously? Yes, it's obviously different when you have to set compared to chasing. You kind of know what you have to do and you've, you've had a look at the pitch. So you kind of understand 
probably where it's going to be easier to score and where it's not. So, yeah, it definitely requires a bit more thought when you're batting first. So, uh, we just have to keep having those conversations about, you know, what, how the pitch is behaving and, and, you know, what we think is going to be easiest, what type of bowling we think is going to be easiest to score quickly off. So, um, I think it's really important to get your matchups right. And when you get a chance to, to get a really big over, it's important to take that chance. So, yeah, that's something that worked for us tonight. Colin Munro got a half century today. That was pleasing, wasn't it, after a couple of low scores for him earlier in the tournament? Very good, yeah. He's he's a world-class player. I think he's he's one of the best batters I've played alongside. Very adaptable and can play in any conditions. So we're lucky to have him as captain and to get to, for him to get up and running in this tournament is going to be really important for us going forward. And what about the bowling display? Brilliant. Again, we've been three from three now. We've been outstanding. Um, seamers are hitting their lengths, getting it to swing and swing and seam early on, which is what it's all about. And then you know, to have someone like Hasaranga and Benny Howe with his tricks in the middle um, and, and some good death options as well. So it feels like a really well-balanced um, bowling side with um, you know, all kinds of different options. So, yeah, really excited for what they can do this tournament. It's a tight schedule, isn't it? How are you all coping? Yeah, it's good. It is. The, the games come thick and fast as well. I think we play again Sunday afternoon. So we've sort of only got a day and a half to recover. So you have to look after the body tonight and tomorrow. I think I'm, I'm in the twilight years now. So it's going to be really important to recover. But I think it's a good thing when you're playing well as a team and you're playing well as an individual. I think it's nice when the games come thick and fast. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great space for us to be in as a squad. Looking forward to the next few weeks. And what about the fact the ILT20 is at three venues? What changes do you need to make from venue to venue? Yeah, they, they do vary quite a lot. I've not been to Sharjah yet. I mean, I've played there in the past. It's obviously usually a little bit lower there. So probably need to target the side screen and straighter a lot more. Um, so yeah, it's quite it's quite cool having three grounds that are very different in conditions. So I think that um, makes it even more important to be able to adapt and keep having those conversations as a team to to make sure we understand what works with with bat and ball. And I think it's quite nice that we've got a really experienced side with some you know some high quality coaches who have all been around the traps. So we'll we'll keep having those conversations and making sure that we're the quickest team to adapt to whatever ground and conditions we're playing on. Alex Hales, after another stellar performance, which has taken him to the head of affairs in the race for the green belt, which will be awarded to the highest run scorer in this first edition of the DP World ILT20. Finally, let's hear from batting coach Neil McKenzie, and he was happy to sing the praises of Sherfane Rutherford. Sherfane won't get the headlines of Alex Hales and Colin Munro, but his brief innings of 23 from seven balls was still mighty impressive. Well, I think it's sort of uh, belief in his in his own ability, belief in his bat swing. Um, you know, you just look at his 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 sixes that he hits in terms of. I think he's got more sixes than than fours in his in his T20 uh, campaign. So. He definitely knows how to find them. And I think it's just that, that selflessness. You know, he could have easily come in there trying to smash it on the ground for, for a four or whatever. But it's, it's that team environment. I think uh, um, Fozzie and, you know, all the, the sort of coaching staff and backroom staff really sort of empower the players just to go out there and be a part of something, you know. And uh, the Desert Vipers, we've been together for a couple of weeks now, but, you know, feels a little special around this uh, this group and uh, really happy for, for Rads to actually go in there and do what he's picked to do. And I think that's been the biggest thing is like your, your role clarity. We know what your ability is. We know what uh, we expect. And, uh, you know, we try and empower you to, to actually just try and get out your own way and play your natural game. How satisfying was it for the side to nail down the coffin and ensure the uh, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders got nowhere near that target? 
Well, I think, uh, you know, when you're chasing 220-odd, you, you're always under the pump, always under pressure. And uh, I know with the bowling unit there, you know, they've got their certain lengths that they've... Uh, that, they, that, that we know on the stats say if you hit those lengths, you're going to be more successful than, than not. And I thought we just executed, kept it nice and simple, executed our plans, ran in there, hit the lengths that were asked of us. Um, you know, no one's asked to do something that they can't do. Uh, you've obviously got to sum up the, the, the conditions, uh, what your best ball is and what the team requires. Um, so I thought we did that really, really well and closed it out. In a, in a good fashion, uh, you know, in a T20 game with, with the caliber of both sides, you there's always going to be a, a partnership or someone coming in. And, you know, obviously Russell came in there and hit a few big, big boundaries, but uh, it was always going to be a, a, a real uphill task. Three from three now then, and the next game is against the Gulf Giants. It's a day game. So how will that affect things? Will the ball swing as much as we've seen in the day-night matches, do you think? Yeah, it's been swinging even at practice when we've been at sort of lunchtime, just after lunch. So there's definitely swing around. Um, you know, I think the conditions, I don't think you'll obviously get the dew or the, the slightly slippery conditions. So um, I think, you know, most of the venues are that they, they stick to how they play and, and the history that's been on them. So um, it's, it's just about whoever can adapt and uh you know make a play uh, i think you know both teams are equipped with a lot of arsenal um you know we've got different variations we've got right arm quick left arm quick we've got leggies we've got you know uh offies there's quite a bit in our squad with the left hand spinners we've got a, a you know left arm wristy so there's a lot of options in both squads um but i think it's just summing up the condition choosing horses for courses and really just executing what you've been uh sort of pick to do and the perfect day today then yeah listen uh we after that first game i think uh, the captain said listen we've put a land uh, a sort of a line in the sand that, that's the standard and nothing below that uh, i think we probably dipped a little bit in a few uh, uh, departments the second game but uh, that was that was way way above that that line in the sand and uh, you know a lot of confidence but Standards are set and we, we've got to maintain those standards. There's, there's quality teams in this uh, competition, so you can't, you can't afford to, to slip and, and lose momentum in this competition. Finally, after three wins so far, it's not possible to, to peak too soon, is it? <laughs> you wouldn't think so. I think, uh, you know, if someone said, listen, you can win your first three games in a new competition, uh, I'm sure most guys would put their hands up and sign the sign the contract right then. So we're really happy, but I mean, there's a lot of experience. People have played a lot of, uh, you know, in the coaching staff and the playing to know that, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a slightly fickle game. Um, and even if we lose, we're not going to change anything up. It's, uh, it's about sticking to... Uh, our roles and what we're good at and you know let the result take care of itself neil mckenzie the batting coach for the desert vipers and that's it for this latest reaction podcast episode of vipers voices next up for the desert vipers is a match on sunday the 22nd of january in dubai against the gulf giants and we'll look ahead to that clash in our next podcast As ever, please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest interviews and news from the Desert Vipers camp during the DP World ILT20. 
And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too, as well as visiting the website at thedesertvipers.com. You can also buy tickets for all Desert Vipers matches online. Just look out for them through the Platinum List website and app. For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd and as ever, thanks so much for listening.